Welcome to Regis Radio. I'm Stephanie Alperlisi. We invite you to take the next 10 to 15 minutes to hear from some of the life insurance industry's top experts and from some of our own. Regis Financial Partners is a national brokerage general agency who partners with financial advisors and insurance professionals. Our mission is to find insurance solutions for our advisors and their clients. We have a concierge approach that one size does not fit all when it comes to your business. Feel free to contact us to see how we can partner with you. And we thank you for listening today. Welcome back to Regis Radio fans. It is Stephanie Alperlisi here with Regis Financial Partners. And this is part two to the non-qualified deferred compensation conversation that I'm having with Brad Contardi, who is also my colleague at Regis. How are you, Brad? I'm doing good, Steph. How are you doing? Good. So on the last you know, podcast, we had talked a little bit about business owners and why this concept might be a great way to retain some top hat executives. But what happens when you're not a business owner and you happen to be a C-suite executive or you happen to be an employee at a company? And, you know, are these plans available to employees at the different companies? Can you kind of walk me through? I know we had named this business owner or boss. No, but talk to us about how that might be an opportunity. Absolutely. So um, when it comes to non-qualified deferred comp and when advisors are thinking about it, they think, well, I don't have any business owner clients. This doesn't help me. It actually does, because I'm going to bet that as a financial advisor, you have at least one person who's one of your clients who's making a lot of money. And they need an additional retirement vehicle, an additional pre-retirement vehicle to save um, up and above their 401k. And, you know, we see advisors talking with these folks day in and day out. And while they may not be the owner of the company, may not be the person making the final decision on whether they um, put a plan in place or not, they have a lot of say, especially the C-suite. They're going to have the air of the employer. They're going to have that the air of that owner. And they're going to say, Mr. or Mrs. Owner, I'm saving $23,000 in my 401k. I'm making $500,000. How do you think I'm going to survive in retirement? I heard this thing about this non-qualified deferred comp. Have you ever thought about offering that to some of, some of, to me and some of my peers? And that's where the financial advisor comes in and he can have that conversation with the, uh, with the C-suite person or whoever it is that's making a lot of money. Um, you know, these are built to be um, retirement plans and they are a great benefit for so, some folks who are making a lot of money who can live just fine at a lower number on their W-2. And um, these people want to defer more into pre-retirement savings. And that's where we see non-qualified deferred comp come in. So kind of walk us through, is the concept virtually the same? And how does the tax deduction work for that kind of that kind of opportunity? So on our, on our last uh, podcast, we talked about the four hours. And we actually really talked about the first three, re- recruit, retain, and reward. And that's when we're talking about employer money. The last hour is retire. So the concept is still the same. It's just a different person putting money into the plan. So when I talk about non-qual, I... I like to use the, you know, whether it's right or wrong, is it's a 401k on steroids. So as a participant, I can defer money into a plan and it goes in pre-tax. The benefit of non-qual or the beauty of non-qual is there's no limit. I could, let's say I'm making $500,000 and my life works just fine at 100. 
I could conceivably defer $400,000 into the plan pre-tax. So it's my money going into the plan and it's going to come out when I separate from service or retire. And then that's when money is go that's when the taxes are going to be paid. So what I'm able to do as a participant is reduce my current W2 from something at the highest tax bracket to something much lower and then take the money out in distributions. And again, managing my taxation on the back end, because the last thing you want to do is take it out as a lump sum when I retire and get whacked with some giant tax bill and you lose half of your money to the government. Do so I have to, do I have to, and let me just jump in real quick, because that's a very, very interesting point that, you know, I have my 401k and I know the rules around my 401k, but, you know, if I, can I take it out? Do I have to be 59 and a half before I can access this money? Or do I have to take it out and buy age 73 for RMDs? Give me a little bit about that kind of distribution phase. That's a great question. So non-qualified deferred comp is non-qualified. So it doesn't follow the same rules as a qualified plan. So there is no 59 and a half or 70 and a half in terms of RMDs. Um, these type of plans are event driven, meaning when you separate from service, when you leave the company, when you retire, that's when the account pays out. And the distributions are going to follow what you chose when you enrolled in the plan. So you're going to enroll in these type of plans, similar to how you do it, you know, your 401k, you know, your health benefits or whatever it is. Um, you're going to enroll in the plan every November or December, and you're going to choose how you want your distributions. So, um, you know, we'd like to educate our participants that, you know, you want to think about taking it out as um, as distributions, whether it be over the course of five years or 10 years or whatever it is that we've built the plan to allow. So, I mean, it sounds like an excellent idea for folks that have that extra money who are 401k is just not enough to get them. Now, is there any sort of, do I own the plan myself? Does the company own the plan? How does that exactly work in terms of, you know, if I leave that company, do I still take the plan with me? So the plan is a corporate owned plan. When you leave, you will leave and get your balance, whether that's if it's all your money that's in the plan, then you're going to get all of that money back because your own deferrals are always going to be 100% vested. If there's an employer contribution that's being put into the plan, you'll get your vested balance. Anything that's unvested remains with the company. And does the company still take advantage of the tax deduction when I end up taking my, you know, whether it's my separation of service or I take my distributions? Yes. So whenever that plan rolls out is when the deduction happens for the company itself, whether it be, you know, five years after you started the plan and you're 55 or you retire at 70 and, you know, you retire. So let's bring this back to the advisor who's listening to us today and now thinking in their Rolodex, uh, whether or not they happen to know so-and-so C-suite, CFO, you know, president of a company or, or somebody that this might be a fit for. Can you just kind of walk us through a little bit about how should they approach this and how do they get this conversation started? Sure. So you're looking through your Rolodex, you want to look for business owners, like we talked about on our last podcast, uh, business owners that have companies that are 50 to 75 employees and above. Then you want to look at your your folks that are making a lot of money, and um, I'm sure you've had a conversation with them as a financial advisor as to you know what are you doing with your 401k? Are you maxing it out? You're making a lot of money. You should be maxing it out. If they're maxing out their 401k, this is a great additional pre-tax benefit for those folks because 
they're getting the full advantage of the 401k and dollars to donuts, they want, they want something else. So that's when you can broach the subject of, hey, Mr. or Mrs. C-suite person, um, do you need another vehicle that's an employer-sponsored plan to save for retirement, to bridge that retirement gap? Um, you know, we talk about the reti retirement gap a lot, and that's the gap between, you know, your when you retire and you have your 401k and your Social Security. How are you filling in that gap? you know, for what you need in terms of retirement savings. And that's where non-qualified deferred comp comes in. So, um, you know, that's the conversation. Are you maxing out your 401k? Do you need another pre-tax vehicle? Uh, it's as simple as that. And if you're a financial advisor for somebody making a lot of money, I'm pretty sure you're going to know where they stand in terms of uh, what they're doing for retirement benefits. Now, in order to get these plans, do you need multiple people to participate or is there something where just even one would be okay? You can do a one-person plan. The two rules that we have with non-qualified deferred comp is in order to participate in a plan, you need to be considered a highly compensated executive, meaning you're making 125000 and above of total compensation, and no more than 10 to 15% of total population can be in a plan. So using an example of a 100-person company, no more than 10 to 15 people could be eligible for a plan. Could you do a one-person plan out of a 10-person company? Absolutely. Um, there are some questions, though, that we would ask, um, you know, before going down the road of does it work? Um, you know, does it make sense? Um, in my experience, one person plans have a tendency to fail. But could you do it? Absolutely. There's no no minimum number of lives. It's all about that 10 to 15 percent um, total population. Well, this is a lot of information. We've spent 10 minutes or so having this, you know, super high level kind of conversation regarding the non-qualified plans. Uh, we spent a whole podcast talking about it for business owners. Now we've talked about it for kind of C-suite high level executives. Um, so now I'm an advisor and now my head's really kind of spinning and I'm kind of trying to figure out what direction should I go or where should I run to? And so Brad, how can they work with Regis Financial Partners? It's a great question. So um, my favorite call is from a financial advisor saying, I got a guy or I got a gal. Do you think it fits? And uh, that's what I'm, I, I want to happen. Um, if you're listening and you're a financial advisor and you think you have someone, give me a call. Uh, we'll discuss it. We'll see where it fits or if it doesn't fit. Um, you know, and then if it does fit, we'll have a conversation with them, with the, advi with the advisor, with the client, uh, whether it be the um, owner or the Participants uh, will have those calls and, um, you know, we'll see if it makes sense for the company. And, you know, working with Regis, you have my expertise and experience in non-qualified deferred comp, as well as Stephanie's and our entire team when it comes to the underwriting and all of those things that you know and love about Regis. Um, that's the beauty of working with Regis. Well, thanks for your time today, Brad. I really appreciate that. I know every time I we talk about this, these types of plans, I definitely learn something new. And I look forward to working with all of you advisors out there. If you have something that you think might be a fit or a solution for one of your clients, don't hesitate to reach out to Brad or myself or anybody else on the Regis Financial Partners team. And we appreciate it. And thank you for your business. Thanks, Steph. Thanks, Brad. Thank you for listening to Regis Radio today. This podcast recording is for financial professional use only. This material may not be reproduced in any form where it would be accessible to the general public. Please keep in mind that the primary reason to purchase a life insurance product is the death benefit. 
Life insurance products contain fees such as mortality and expense charges and may contain restrictions such as surrender periods. Products may not be available in all states. Products features including limitations and exclusions may vary by state. We thank you for joining us today and we look forward to seeing you again soon.